Excellent. This looks like a great tabletop. Good morning. So, um, thanks for being here. Another lovely Tuesday morning. It's cooling off for us a little bit. That's interesting. Quite a bit yesterday. Um, so, thanks for making time to be here. Uh, and, you know, as things would have it, typically, uh, guys often get up here and say, you know, what I'm talking about this morning is something that's really hard to talk about, something that I don't really like talking about. And, uh, you know, it's kind of typical, so I'm sort of typical this morning. Um, our topic is going to be, if you've been following the chapters, uh, hospitality or sharing with others. And it's not something that I don't enjoy doing. I do. I enjoy giving to others. I enjoy being generous being hospitable to people over at my house. Uh, and as we talk more about it, all the things that involves hospitality, it's something I actually enjoy, but something that I, I confess I struggle with. It's something that has been on my heart. I mean, going over time, even over the last two, three years, uh, I've been on staff here for three and a half years, but I've been a part-time, a full-time, part-time for about twice that. And just working around the kind of men that we work with, and the men that are in this church, we have a lot of generosity here. We have a lot of hospitality among us. And so it's something that I feel challenged by the community to do better at. God's blessed us. You know, I'm a retired Army guy. My wife's a retired Army. She's a contractor. I mean, we're blessed. We've been very blessed by the Lord. And so I feel like we should be honoring Him. And so this is a personal Lesson for me as I'm studying through this, as I'm trying to absorb what gets messages in it, and as I'm challenged really on a daily basis by the men here who are already hospitable in their own environments. You know, and that's what I love about the men in base camp, because that's really gets to the heart of the matter. In Hebrews, you know, it says, don't give up meeting together, but encourage one another, spur one another on to love and good works. In Proverbs, it's iron sharpens iron. And so that's really, it's the scripture. Great message last week. Lives, part of being a good neighbor with, uh, within our neighborhood, within our circles, and being responsible with those things. And so I feel like what he shared last week, and what a powerful video that he ended with, with a, a teacher and his influence over that student over the years, but then ultimately how that affected the next generation with his son there at the end of the clip, um, was deeply influenced by the men in his lives and what he observed his dad's statement. And so I, this message, this idea of hospitality grows out of that idea of respectfulness. To me, it's very related. So let's take a, I know Dallas prayed, and I appreciate that. I want to open up with a little prayer, and then we'll continue. Lord, thank you for this time together. Pray that you uh, open our minds and our hearts to your word and to being men of hospitality. In Jesus' name, amen. So, well, let's look at Scripture and see what it says about it. I mean, we've been Timothy, and an overseer then must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable. Able to teach, not addicted to wine, or pernicious, but gentle, peaceable, 
free from the love of money. It's the seventh thing on that list. Did I count that right? One, two, three, four, five, sixth thing on that list. It's the seventh thing in the next list down in Titus. You kind of have six negatives. Be above reproach. Don't be reproachable. Don't be self-willed. Don't be quick-tempered. Don't be addicted to wine. Don't be pernicious. I didn't say that right. Don't be fond of sordid gain. And he contrasts that. The first thing on the list of how to be positive is hospitality or being hospitable. And then he goes on to name more good things. So what does that mean? What does hospitable mean? If you look into the Greek, literally it means loving strangers, showing care to strangers. There's a nuance there of entertaining a guest. You pull up Webster's, and that's exactly what it talks about. Given to generous and cordial reception of guests. So there's a few things to notice about this word. It's a verb. It's an action word. We have to do something to accomplish it. We kind of look at this and you say, well, what's a stranger? Who are we supposed to be hospitable to? Well, it's a person that we don't know. Could be somebody from a, a different geographic area, a different ethnicity. Could be Christian. It could be a non-Christian. And you'll see in the scriptures it addresses both of those in this context of being hospitable. So We're going to take a look at a, a video clip from Le Miserable. It's uh, very powerful, and it portrays this idea of hospitality. And the main character has been has spent twenty years in prison. He's out and he's finding refuge at a parish. And the bishop there is giving him shelter, food, and rest. And let's see what happens. Hey! Come and suffer, you are weary. And the night is cold out here Though our lives are very humble What we have, we have to share There is wine here to revive you There is bread to make you strong There's a bed to rest till morning Rest from pain and rest from wrong. 
Bless the food we eat today. Bless our dear sister and our honored guest. We have your silver. We caught this man red-handed. Get the nerve to say you gave him this. That is right. But my friend, you left so early. Surely something slipped your mind. You forgot. I gave these also. Would you leave the best behind? Monsieur, release him. This man has spoken true. I commend you for your duty. Now God's blessing go with you. But remember this, my brother. See in this some higher plan. You must use this precious silver to become an honest man By the witness of the martyrs By the passion and the blood God has raised you out of darkness I have saved your soul for Powerful clip, and I know it's a it's a popular film. Most of you've probably seen that or seen portions of it. Um, you know, we could sit here and dialogue about just that clip and kind of analyze what hospitality is from the point of view of that bishop. He was a hospitable man. He displayed hospitality. He cared for. I'll mispronounce his name, Jean Valjean. Thank you. His physical needs. He gave him food, things to drink. He gave him shelter, offered him a place to rest. He called him his friend. He called him his brother. He encouraged him socially. He encouraged him emotionally. These are the things that we do when we're hospitable to others. But then he didn't stop there either. So did he. Because at the end, he encouraged him spiritually. And especially as Christians, that's our duty. And that's just part of this concept of hospitality. He shared his faith with him. He demonstrated God's love to him and called God out. And he even said, I'm claiming your soul for the Lord. 
And yet we see that was even after the midst of being betrayed. So we never really know how exactly what's going to happen on this whole hospitality thing. So let's talk about that, do that a little bit more deliberately. But I just really enjoy that powerful clip. So how are we to be hospitable? How are we to mimic what we, we saw? Well, okay, it's kind of like running a hospital. There's some different ideas about how we care for people. We care for the practical needs of others. We, we don't take their food like in Ephesians 4.28. Paul is telling them, if you still steal no longer, but rather labor, performing with your hands what is good so that you're going to have something to share with others. Practical needs, giving him the food, giving him the water, caring for him. First Timothy reference. You might recall that's the reference about how we're supposed to treat widows. And, and Paul gives a qualification when he's describing that, doesn't he? He talks about she's to be put on a list only as she's less, not less than 60 years old, having been the wife of one man. But then he goes on, having a reputation of good works. If she's brought up children, if she's shown hospitality to strangers, if she's washed the saints' feet, if she's assisted those in distress, and if she's devoted herself to every good work. So it's caring for those needs of others that you realize that are practical in their everyday life. But then there's times when there's crisis. There's times when there's pain. Our character had just gotten out of 20 years of prison and being beat up and neglected, and starved. He was hurting. In Philippians 4, Paul is thanking the Philippians for the help they provided him when he was in prison. And, of course, Luke 10 is the story about the Good Samaritan. Picking up somebody who he doesn't know, providing for his needs, caring for him as a human being, providing him encouragement, providing a place also for spiritual healing. You know, in Romans 12, Paul's talking to believers in that section. He's saying, and I'm going to read from 12 to 13. Let love be without hypocrisy. He's talking to other Christians, how Christians should be treating other Christians. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Not lagging behind in diligence. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Persevering in tribulation. Devoted to prayer. And then he concludes... Verse 13, contributing to the needs of the saints, which is practicing hospitality. So we talked about this physical, social, emotional, and spiritual needs. So I want you to notice what was at the heart of that when we, when we went through Romans 12. We started with love. Let love be without hypocrisy. He talked about being devoted to one another and the brotherly love. Peter writes about that in chapter 4. Above all, keep fervent in love for one another. 
Because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. So, what are we going to get from this? The NIV, it's interesting. It says, above all, love each other deeply. So we have fervent love and deep love. Because love covers the multitudes of sins. So, we've got to look at what's fervently. Well, deeply the idea of being stretched or strained. It's the idea of an athlete who's pushing himself as far as he can. He's pressing his muscles as hard as he can to get the maximum benefit at the end. It's a Christian's unselfish love and concern for others. It should be, we should exercise that to the point of being sacrificial. Strenuously maintaining love and caring for others. We see faults, but we overlook them to still serve them when they need to be served, and when they need to be helped. Notice also that it's out of love. Over and over here in, in Peter, in Romans, again in Hebrews when it talks about it, and we'll get to that reference, it talks about being hospitable out of love. It's not because it's this kind of, feeling of love and happiness, it's because out of devotion. It's because out of doing the right thing, because you know it's the right thing. We do it because it's our duty and our responsibility. And like some things, we do it because it's the right thing to do, and then our heart follows. So our heart's not always into it. Some of this serving stuff, being hospitable, letting people into your house, it's hard. It's a lot of work. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes effort. He talked about it being fervent. And then we do it without grumbling and disputing. We do it without complaint. Jesus talks about the new commandment I give you. And you remember in John when he does, he says that, he tells you to love one another even as I've loved you. You love one another. By this, all men are going to know that you are Christians. You're my disciples. If you have love for one another. And he's talking about the body of Christ having love for each other, for others, and that being a demonstration of Christ. And, you know, if you recall, that's in the context right after he gives in the upper room, they do the Last Supper. He's talking about Judas is going to betray him. He's talking about the disciples are going to fall away. Peter's going to betray him. And in the context of all that, he's saying, but I'm telling you, love one another, serve one another. Just like that clip, though, we saw um, that doesn't mean we need to be gullible. John Val, say that word again. John Valjean. I was obviously not a French man, although my wife was born in France. That's France. Her, her dad was on active duty there. So, uh, but that didn't help me at all, as you see. So. We can still use care in being hospitable. Some people do deceive. Some people, they seek to manipulate us. They take advantage of others. And sometimes that's the cost of being hospitable. That was the cost of the bishop for being hospitable. But we're still allowed to use our brains. God gave us our intellect. We can be objective. We can be discriminatory about how we are hospitable and when. 
You don't have to give money to every person on, that you see on the street. You don't really know what's happening to that money. Maybe sometimes you feel moved to do, do that. Maybe sometimes you don't. Maybe sometimes we're hospitable, and we know there's a risk of giving that away, of giving money away that's just kind of not going to be utilized for how we intend it to be, or our effort, or our energy. That's an issue with us at Benevolence that we do. Every Monday through Thursday from 1 to 2 o'clock, one of the pastors or staff is here. We sit with people that come in from the local area that are needy, and we give them food and gas cards that are prepaid so they can get it. And sometimes we've caught them down at the Safeway selling them back for a loss, no less. You know, try to figure that out. So we've had busloads of them come in here from the same family or neighborhood and tell us, you know, they're all different, and we see them getting off the same bus or the same van on the back side of the parking lot or, or kind of down the street a little bit. We try to control that as best we can, but we also know that's sort of like the cost of being hospitable sometimes. You know, Hebrews 13, I, I promise that to you. Let love for the brethren continue, yet don't neglect to be hospitable. There might be a risk, but don't neglect being hospitable. For some have entertained angels without knowing it. So where, do we, where does it begin? How do we do it? How does the love for the brethren continue? Well, it starts at home. Mature men open their homes as service to others. And it doesn't matter if you're rich, if you're poor, your, your economic status, the size of your house, a small home, a small apartment, a small condo, a small town home, to the largest house, you can still be hospitable. Uh, it's more related to how we use those resources than how much there is. It's related to our hearts. So here's some suggestions. Make a plan and start to execute it. Sounds simple. Start at home caring for those around you. Start caring for those here at your tables, here in the body of Christ at Burke, in your neighborhood, around your home. You You can be life groups, Bible studies, barbecues at your house, game nights at your house. Football parties, watching the Cowboys and the Redskins, hosting somebody for coffee, going for a bike ride, doing sports together, yard work. There's so many things we can be doing to support others. And yet, don't overwhelm yourself. Start small and build up. You can't be everything to everybody. But... You can do a little bit. You know that we had 10 men sponsored and paid for by the men of BCC. That's $190 each to go to the retreat. That didn't include the ones that the church paid for. We paid for another five. But we didn't have to pay for 15 because you men paid for 10. That's hospitality. You know, I'm inspired by Joe Bells who... Used to run our marriage ministry, and I got to know him through that as I volunteered in that when I came here. You know how often he opened his house up to people around Burke and who needed it? It was amazing. He was a real hospitable man. He displayed that. Michael Coffey is another one that does that. He's a challenge to me for that, to all of us. So some highlights, summary. What can we get? What's the essence of? Hospitality, well, first, it is a mark of our maturity, of our Christian maturity. 
It's intensely personal. It comes at a cost. But it's founded in love. And it requires action. So, make a plan. You know, if we had time, we would watch another clip from that movie. Because if you watch the very next scene from Les Miserables, you know, you, you know what happened to our main character. He was deeply moved and touched by the bishop's hospitality. He repented of his sin, of his theft, of how he had hardened his heart, of the pain that he had and the, and the anger that he had in his heart. And he turned to the Lord and he states, you know, another story must begin. And he attributes it to the hospitality of the bishop. He was deeply touched by that. And you watch the fall of the movie and the rest of the story. That is carried on and impacted over and over in those people's lives who he touched. And so we can have that same impact as we're hospitable to others. It's powerful. Sometimes it's a little lack, sometimes it's more. I'm going to close with this scripture who, because we never know. We really never know who we're going to impact and how, do we? The righteous are going to answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry? When? And feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink. When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick and in prison and come to you? We've got men here going to prisons on Sunday to minister to those here in Fairfax. The king will answer and say to them, truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. As men of action, as men of BCC, we can do this. And I challenge you to that. I'm challenged by it. I thank you for paying attention this morning. We have some great questions that are uh, equally thoughtful and challenging. At least they were for me to think through. So, uh, Lord, we thank you for our time, and we ask that you help us be uh, genuine men of hospitality that honor you and uplift your name and therefore an inspiration uh, towards others in their walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen.